This is an epic episode. Mm. This episode, hey puppy, would you like up up? We can try and do up up with daddy if you want. I'm trying to do Woody, up up. Come on then. Here good boy. he is. Oh, oh this is wow. such good time. Oh, did I oh, not wipe Kathy his paws? Oh, Kathy doesn't do paw wiping very well. I just wiped his paws. He's coming from well, the garden. And arguably I've wiped his paws. Made a very bad show of it. Oh wow, it's literally all over daddy, isn't it? But it is perfectly on cue that he's come to sit on you. Yeah, and also <laughs> ideal. Because we're talking about nature being a healer, and actually doggies are healers mm, as well, aren't they? That's doggies a whole different are... episode. But dogs get you out in nature, don't they? <laughs> exactly that. And also spread it all around your nice outfit, in, yes, in Woody's I've, case. Yes, I've noticed Sorry, that, uh, that there is mud literally all over me, and probably therefore all over the house. Thanks so much for coming, Cathy. You're welcome. It's been... <laughs> I really did wipe his paws before he came in, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so the cool thing about nature, I suppose, is that for thousands of years, Unquestionably, we have accepted as a species that, you know, berries mushed up calm our tummies, or this leaf rubbed on that makes that better. Yeah. Or, um, I mean, think about the Victorian treatments for lots of things were to go and spend time by the sea. You need fresh air. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be really funny if people at home are going, that dog's talking. Because <laughs> <laughs> he actually is see me. <laughs> covering your whole face. You're right, he um, is right in front so of you. So unquestionably... That was what happened, right? You know, yeah. you, if you wanted to get better, nature was a key part of that. Yeah. And then something sort of shifted where we became obsessed with tablets and pills and injections and science. Even though a lot of those are derived from nature. Yeah, but true. I mean, look is... at herbologists and people, you know, um, aromatherapists and whatever. Um, and, but there's this odd sort of, I don't know, chasm, it seems, where some people just sort of, I don't know, they're, they're not so accepting of nature, of being a healer. Mm -hmm. But then there's the whole other side of it, which is the bit I'm really interested in, and I know that's something we both connect on, is, <laughs> is this being in the presence of nature. Yes. And, and how you don't even have to absorb it or take it, just being next to a tree, for yeah. example. Yeah, is so... How did you discover that? Wow. Uh, well, the 30-second story is that I had a couple of cancer scares mm. um, that turned out to be absolutely fine. But I thought at the time, oh, gosh, that's, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and I thought, well, uh, I'm going to get in the garden. That, that's my retreat for everything. Right? Okay. So I guess there's always been a draw to it. I've always been mm. encouraged to be outside, right? Um and I found that through being in the garden, actually, I suddenly felt different. Yeah. So because I felt different, we decided to set up the research project. So the Good Life Project was a research project that a couple of psychologists and, um, and I set up to evidence the impact of nature on mm. human health, well-being and behaviour. And that's what really got me fascinated by it. Woody, I would like you to not eat me because oh. I've still got another episode to do. But we've got quite a few more episodes to do. So if you could not eat me because people at home would perhaps probably like to... <laughs> you are ah, getting a good ah, nibble on that. Um, but that's, I think it's really interesting that you're looking at the evidence that it works. And there is a lot of, st of stats 20, 20 to illustrate Off. the effects yes. of 
nature on our mental health. Yes. And I think people know it instinctively. What I find fascinating is that nobody can explain why. No. Like, we can see how it works yes. and that it works. Yes. But you can't work out why. And my, my view is that we can't work out why because the why is spiritual. And I am a card-carrying atheist and yeah. allergic to hippie woo-woo-ness. <laughs> you have an allergy. Mm, I do. <laughs> but I do think it is something about connecting with nature. It's a bit like unplugging from the matrix, isn't it? And <clears throat> yeah. suddenly you're faced with what the world really is. It's a really interesting analogy because it is just as dramatic as that as well. Mm. You know, it really does feel like a seismic shift in something that happens to your brain when you're outside. I mean, um, SAD, Seasonal Effectiveness Disorder, I suppose is the, um, certainly the awareness is on the increase. And mm. so you know, winter blues is another name for it. Um, and people who experience that, I don't know, just lacklustre, no get up and go, want to stay in bed all day, a bit blue, a yep. bit quote-unquote depressed, in the seasons that have less light, we know that obviously the impact of light has a huge impact on how we uh, feel, but also how we behave as well. That ties into your idea that there's, there's a something, there's a bit missing, like a spiritual kind of yeah. link to... Because isn't it weird? I always think this is the exact answer to your... doesn't solve it, doesn't give us any evidence, but Woody wants to go outside. See, this, is, this was my point. Exactly the point. Is that actually, whenever you feel... A, whenever you've had an argument, what do you do? You go for a walk, don't you? Mm. Go and clear the air. Um, clear your head. If you've yeah. got a dog and, you know, things aren't going very well, you... <laughs> like, you, possibly now, yeah. where he's trying to clamber back on you. You, um, you go for... Shall well, I take your this, tea? This oh, isn't no, working, so we're going to go in our crate. 20 seconds. <laughs> You're back. I am back. <laughs> Without dog. I'm sorry, well, I still have still, half of my dog on me. But you are still covered it, in dog hair. But... <laughs> and mud, Cathy. Did I'm I mention mud. the mud? I'm sorry. Um, SAD. Yes. Light. Yes. yes, so you're right. That There is this strange draw that we have. You know, you have an argument with somebody, you say, oh, I'm going to go for a walk. Or um, if you've got a dog, you you go out and walk the dog yeah. if you feel stressed or if you want to get out. Yeah. Or um, or even just this idea of going for a walk. Well, that it's not the walking necessarily. It absolutely is that too. It's the being outside. Yeah. We're innately drawn to it. Yeah. But the why. The why. Magic, right? Yeah, really is. That's the Possibly magic. Possibly literally magic as well. That would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> but yeah. we both have our, I hate to say this, I hate to use this phrase because it, it has become a bit overused in lockdown and a bit twee now, but the redemption through nature story, we have <laughs> yeah. that, we legitimately both have that journey of, yeah. uh, of going through entirely natural, very human behavioural sort of mental health crisis and, and nature being the, you know, the... And did you feel that most acutely during the health scare and finding solace in that, or had that always been with you? No, before? it had always been with me because I had suffered terrible, terrible depression. Um, I seem to have a really good handle on my depression because I think if you if you if you have experienced depression or you suffer from it, I think you do all of your life. I don't think you're ever cured. I think constant you're always... vigilance is required. Yes, exactly that. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, and there are some people who are, there are behavioural characteristics actually that are more, that have a greater propensity to, um, for example, SAD and depression. I, I looked this up and a colleague of mine has done some, some research on it. And, That's uh, interesting. Yeah, so there's a correlation between certain 
personality traits um, with the commonality of those with seasonal effectiveness disorder or SAD. Right. Uh, neuroticism, agreeableness, openness, and avoidance-orientated coping. <laughs> and I can identify with avoidance-orientated coping. Right. In fact, it's something I'm actively trying to be better at because I would rather just walk off or not say anything or you know, yeah. just let's not deal with it, yeah. which is absolutely, utterly terrible for relationship <laughs> management or effective communication. Openness. Absolutely, probably am too open. True. Uh, agreeableness. That's people-pleasing, yes. effectively. Yes, exactly yeah. that, okay. yeah. Uh, and neuroticism, I think probably everybody has an element of neuroticism, but... Um, that's uh, really yeah. that's really interesting. As well. So, um, you know, there, there is a propensity to it. And so years and years and years ago, when I struggled, uh, really struggled with depression in my sort of late teens, early 20s, mid-20s, uh, I'd often just go for a walk over the fields. Yeah. And I wouldn't know, I wouldn't think actively, gosh, I need to be in nature. This will make me feel better. It's just I was drawn to it. I don't know yeah. why, it was just the thing. But reflectively, you think, hmm, there's something there, isn't it? And there? I think that's the power of it, that when, you've, when you realise, reflecting on it, that this is useful, it gives you more weaponry against yeah. depression. So it gives you a kind of... Uh, toolkit of yeah. what to do. Yeah, yeah, not a cure, but but yeah, definitely uh, not a cure, but a way of managing a shot. it. Yeah. Oh. But the interesting thing is that you took it sort of a step further, didn't you? Because you did this retreat. I did. Which really is quite a remarkable thing for one person about a minute ago to say I am anti hippie juju and I'm allergic to <laughs> woo woo, and then say I know what I'll do. I'll hug a tree for three days. <laughs> And turn my well, phone off. I had, yes, this was fairly recently, this was last year, um, but I had had a big, very deep spell of depression in my, about, about 10 years ago, and it caused me to leave my job in advertising and change my life completely, and um, nature was, and growing vegetables specifically, was very much part of... Uh, what grew out of it and what was and what helped me through it mm -hmm. all but that's a story for another time so I'd already knew like you that nature was had curative properties for mm -hmm. me um, specifically growing which we can talk about why the specifically growing rather than just gardening another time but um, I'd read I'd seen a friend's daughter had been on one of those super intense 10-day Nepalese silent retreat numbers. Right. And I was so admiring. She's 19. I was so admiring wow. of her having done that sure. and been able to get through it because it is nine days of, 10 days of complete silence. Complete silence? Complete. All the time, 24-7? All of the time, yeah. And it was I've been all... in the toilet muttering to myself. Going, and, oh, God, oh so, you so see, good. I loved the idea, but I thought this is going to be quite intense. And you know, you know, Nepal, it's a way to go. Um, you went to Nepal? No, no. Oh, right. She, she did. did. Right. And so, and also, I'm a bit of a lush, so I didn't want to have to share a room and, you know, all this kind of stuff, <laughs> which I a hot shower? appreciate as part of the Buddhist experience. And I'm not a Buddhist and I wasn't sure how I felt about it. Anyway, I found this place called Sharpen Park in near Totnes which is a nature retreat. It's Devon. Yeah. Quite and, far from Nepal. Yeah. Um, closer to the Cotswolds. And it's in this beautiful stately home. 
and they run they run lots of retreats but in the stately home where you stay happy days gotcha. nice bathroom beautiful views Lovely. great views of the dark beautiful um is a three or five i've only done the three day retreat so altogether more manageable it's it is silent there are spots where you can talk if you feel like you want to share sharing is not part of like no right so i didn't do yes. that bit yes. but um it's transformative because suddenly everything's done for you so the food is fabulous amazing kitchen garden um there's a timetable of what you do when and it's mostly meditating or but there are big gaps for you to do your own thing facebook you've got no phone (laughs) they say if you feel like not bringing a book and pens leave those behind as well so i did that so you've got no stimulus apart from this glorious countryside. Okay, and? Well, you get there. So I got there the first five minutes and I sat down, made myself a cup of tea and I sat looking at the view and went, well, this is nice. <laughs> Looked at my watch. Ah. Well, that's five minutes. Excellent. Yeah, I'm doing well. <laughs> Another two that five minutes felt like days. quite a long time. But then something <laughs> happens and by the end of it, I was sitting looking at a view for an hour going like tearing myself away because I had to go for, to do something or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, there's something about, like we were saying before, being so completely immersed in the nature of, of in nature that you feel like this is the real world. Yeah, sure. Like not all that other stuff that we construct and those values and sense of success and expectations, which are all made up, let's face it. Yeah. When all of that is removed from you and you are faced with just the beauty of the world, it's um, it's very lovely. I was going to say healing. But... How much does a looking at a tree cost you for three days? <laughs> um, it depends on how posh a room you get. Oh wow! But actually, wow. I thought it was pretty good value. It's Don't between put a price about two hundred and fifty quid and four hundred quid, which I thought was for three days a bargain for three nights. Beautiful meals. I mean, beautiful somebody's meals. doing very well out of that, aren't they? I, I mean, normally a three-day retreat, you're like, oh gosh, so right, four till five, someone's got to run the skittles. Who's going to do skittles? John, you're on skittles, <laughs> all right? There's a given ten minutes to get over to the backgammon's tables, and we'll do backgammon. We've got bingo in the night. What kind of retreats are you going to? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm making it up. But three days of uh, what are we doing? Bugger all with them. Mm-hmm. They're literally going to sit and look at that. They're just going to sit and look at. <laughs> Where those. will you be? I'm not getting in till two. <laughs> Is guided, I should say. There are incredible instructors who um, do morning meditations and (laughs) evening. (laughs) It's a really wonderful experience. Would you recommend it? Highly. Has it made you do that same thing now, but for free at home? Uh, You spend a lot more time doing nothing, sitting, looking. I do try to. It's hard, isn't it? Because life gets in the way. And that's why it's good. A retreat is great because everything's taken away from you. This sounds really pious and perhaps a little little unrealistic, but I love the idea of tagging a bit onto that phrase, life life gets in the way. Lots I hear that lots with if you let it. If you let it, yeah. Um, and you really do have to try. We were talking about this the other day, weren't we, about napping. Now I love the idea of napping. Oh. And I, na- loads of my friends, loads, five of my friends nap regularly, every day, religiously. Different times, interestingly. Really? Yeah, you see, my thing. first question is, how do they find the time? 
Well, you can find the time to do anything you want to do. This is true. Anything you want to do. And how We've all got the same time in a day. I also think it's something about getting your brain into that space where it goes, I'm napping now, or I'm meditating now, I'm reading a book. Yes. I'm not thinking Goodbye. about the other things I've got to do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So listen, um, it, this is classically a time of the year where it can be a bit cold, it can be gorgeous and hot. Do you remember that one year around about lockdown when March was searing? It was like 38 degrees. It was bonkers, it was wasn't insane. it? insane. Yeah. Gorgeous. But it is a bit touch and go, it's true. Yeah, and actually it's this time of the year, the first part of the year out of Christmas, where you just don't really feel like very often wanting to be outside unless you have to. Dog's great, get you outside. Yeah. If you're into walking, great. But how can we encourage people? What sort of ideas are there to encourage people to be outside and get outdoors when the weather's not Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, you know I'm biased about swimming, but yes. swimming would be my first way because if it's raining, you're, you're wet anyway. Y yes, yes, that is true. Um, I mean, the thought of, if, if, <laughs> if it's people that are listening or watching and thinking, oh, it looks a bit miserable, I don't think I want to go out, and we're encouraging them to, and your number one <laughs> suggestion is why not remove all of your clothes, even though it's only six degrees. Some colder water, <laughs> yeah. because my God, you will feel alive. I mean, talk about well. pushing somebody. Okay, all right, how about this instead? Get a flask. Take a flask yeah, with you gorgeous. everywhere you go. Gorgeous. Uh, because a hot cup of tea or hot chocolate or soup yeah. or it's all sorts of things um, somehow makes an event of everything. Yeah. So you can be yeah, walking somewhere and you stop for your tea. Yeah. Um, or hot chocolate. Your hot chocolate. Mm. Okay, hot chocolate it can be. <laughs> Maybe with a little grating of orange zest in there so you've got that nice Terry's oh chocolate gosh, orange vibe. Yes. Or a spoonful of Quantro. Nutella oh. in it. Quantro. <laughs> 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 that too. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, hip flask also. Mm. So that would be mine. What about you? Okay. Well, of course, we just did this thing where Woody and I went away in the camper van like earlier on in the year. Yes. Um, to go and find waterfalls. And I love that idea of a camper van or a car uh, and just go off on a journey. Mm. And if you've got somewhere wet and, uh, sorry, somewhere dry to come back to, it doesn't matter if you get a bit wet or damp, you think, oh, it's getting a bit cold, then come back to the car, sit in the car for a bit if you have to watch a bit of, I don't know, telly on your phone or something, if that's what you want to do while you dry up, and then go back out again. Do you dry I up? love the yeah. idea of being able to explore more. Um, I live on an island. But then having said that, I feel like nature isn't something you have to go to. Like, nature is all around Yes, us. if you so leave it, the windows open, the birds come in. Is that it, what you mean? It, possibly, <laughs> but I mean, I also mean... I love cooking outside. Yeah. So even if you've got a little yard or a balcony very yeah. often, I got an uni recently as okay. well, which is one of those. Uh, they don't um, sponsor us either. Other pizza, pizza ovens are available. <laughs> yeah, there are. Uh, pizza ovens, <laughs> yeah. and it's really quick and easy. And, yeah. But, you know, barbecues, whatever. Even in the winter, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I often cook outside. Me too. I love cooking it's, outside. Because it just, there's something great, elemental great about idea. it, which yeah. is a really lovely thing to do. Back to what we were saying at the very beginning. The elemental thing, it just yeah. draws you out. There, yeah, right? being connected or, with the um, earth. Oh, now this is, uh, no, let's not go there. Um, oh, now I want to know what you were going to well, say. Well, what I was going to say was I do love a cosy in round a chimney or a fire pit with a clean fuel. Mm. But, you know, there's this whole thing about, well, do you know what I'm going to say? Here's the controversy, right? So people, some people will kick off and say, you shouldn't be, how can you care for the environment but have a barbecue? How can you care for the environment or have an open fire outside, like a fire pit or something, and cuddle around? 
And to that I say, thousands of years we've been cooking over open fire and doing that. It's not that that screwed up the environment, it's the factories that are billowing the smoke out and the pollution and the five major contributors to carbon and the pollution. That's what's causing the big problems, not me and my clean fuel barbecue. Also, I think, well, the clean bit is the important bit, isn't yes, it? Like yes. charcoal is not, char not all charcoal is no. the same, not all fire no. is the same. Yeah. So we have a open, an outdoor fire yeah. and it's with wood from the garden because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. we just collect the wood from the garden the end. Yeah. Um, and charcoal, there's the most amazing charcoal maker. Yes. Um, cooker yes, up, up the road from us um, and Ooh. he uses called Whittle and Flame they're brilliant you can buy it online Great. they don't sponsor us we need to work on this yes. um, they do charcoal with yeah you can buy ash charcoal and it's yes, all small yes, yes. produced single yes. single species if you want it and Lovely. whereas charcoal you might buy from a garage yeah. is laced with chemicals yeah, yeah, to make yeah, it yeah. go and to yeah. set light quickly and so I think there's different degrees of it but yeah you've got to be conscious but so I think the thing is this find something that you love doing that you are going to absolutely enjoy and think how can I make how can I do that outside and you might have yeah. to compromise it change it add some elements like loads of coats and all that kind of jazz yeah. but if you think about it bonfire night for example or sparklers or fireworks or in fact, all of those three things I cannot abide but you know th those are <laughs> childhood memories and it's gross outside. It's miserable. It's cold. It's, but you go out because of the events. So you've yeah. got your bobble out and your scarf and, your, and all the rest of it. You can find ways to adapt and get out there. And did you notice how we got a bit better at that during lockdown as well? In yeah. that period where we could only meet each other outside yeah. and suddenly yeah, yeah. you can buy a chimney for the love nor yeah, money. Exactly. <laughs> so Everyone go. got outdoor, outdoor lights and it was lovely. It's good for us. We love it. And we should absolutely embrace it and look after it more as well. Because nature, the power of nature on us and over us has been hugely unexplored and untapped. What? You should do Thought for the Day. Thank you. <laughs> that was Thought for the Day with Jez Rose. <laughs> and now the news at eight o'clock. This is bullying. <laughs>